Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad Podcast. My name is Mike Keenitz, and today I'm interviewing Jordan, who is our follow-along fitness instructor on our YouTube channel. She actually has a new YouTube channel where you can find all her videos if you enjoy doing them on the main Bob and Brad channel. And today we are going to be talking about the differences between aerobic cardio and anaerobic cardio. So without further ado, here is Jordan. Well, welcome back to the podcast, Jordan. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Mike. And today we are going to be talking about the differences between aerobic and anaerobic cardio. Yes. So our first question is very basic. What is aerobic cardio? So, yeah. So how many times are we going to get that mixed up? So aerobic, aerobic specifically um, is a type of cardio exercise that increases your heart rate um, and breathing more for an extended period of time. I want you to think of it that way. It's anything really... The, the timing is kind of generalized, but anything for more than like 20 minutes, typically we would define in the aerobic category. Um, and it's designed to improve cardiovascular fitness and more so long-term or long distance endurance. So to help give you a little better idea of what I'm talking about, some examples of aerobic specifically would be going for a run, like a long, slow distance run, um, taking a hike, walking to a degree, as long as it's like a, not just like a leisurely stroll, but actually a walk to, you know, increase your heart rate a bit, rowing, biking, uh, like cross-country skiing, going on the elliptical, swimming. So something that you can sustain for a longer period of time would be following in that aerobic category. There's probably more things we could think of to add to that list, but that at least gives you kind of a general idea of what I'm talking about. And then aerobic exercise typically involves keeping your heart rate somewhere in the range of about 60 to 80% of your max heart rate. So to give you a little better, like what does 60 to 80% of my max heart rate even mean? Cause that just is kind of an arbitrary number thrown out there. So to figure out what your max heart rate is, if you don't know that already, generally equation is you take 220 and subtract off your age. So for myself, for example, my max heart rate is right around 190 beats per minute. So if I wanted to train in the aerobic capacity, I would want to keep my heart rate anywhere between 115 to 150 beats per minute. So if you use a heart rate monitor, that's kind of the the target heart rate zone. Um, again, that's me for an example, but you would have to do your own math um, depending upon your age. A couple other things that set aerobic cardiovascular um, workouts um, apart is oxygen is actually going to be your main source of energy during this type of training and aerobic cardio again minimum of about 20 minutes usually 20 to 30 is kind of typical but obviously there's some people that are going to go on the upper upper end of things and you know go for a two-hour run but for most general population we're talking a good like 20 to 30 minute get your heart rate up workout yeah, I always think of endurance athletes as aerobic cardio. Um, for our yes. listeners that aren't watching this, it's A-E-R-O-B-I-C is how you spell aerobic. It's not yes. two words. So yeah. <laughs> in yes. case you've never seen it spelled out before. But yeah, it's uh, typically easier. I would say if you don't have something to monitor your heart rate and you don't know how to check your own pulse, um, typically if you can breathe and hold a conversation while performing this, you're probably in an aerobic state. Anaerobic, which we're going to get into next, you can't really talk while you're performing it. So. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good way to define it. So next question, we're going to go right into that, is what is anaerobic cardio? 
Yeah, so anaerobic, which you can kind of already guess, or we kind of give a little hint to it, that's going to be more um, higher intensity type exercise. So think shorter bursts, higher intensity than aerobic. So aerobic, I already said, you're going to be able to sustain it 20, 30 plus minutes. Aerobic, you're not going to be able to sustain for a long time. If you've heard the word kind of like HIIT training, high intensity interval training, that's going to fall into this category of anaerobic. So you work really, really hard for a period of time. Like, like Mike said, you can can't talk. It's very high intensity. And then you might rest, go back to it. So like short bursts, bursts of high intensity um, activity is going to fall into this anaerobic category. The word anaerobic literally means without oxygen. So your body is not using oxygen for its energy source during anaerobic exercise. It instead utilizes energy stored within your um, muscles in your body. Now, some examples of this, so not just going out for a jog, but instead going for like, or doing sprints or I'm going to run as fast as I can for this block. And then I'm going to walk a block that would be fall into that anaerobic category, something you can't sustain for very long. Actually, like heavy, heavy weightlifting can fall into this uh, category of anaerobic, any kind of like circuit training style of workouts, jumping rope, things that really like amp your heart rate up that you can't maintain for very long. From a technical standpoint, anaerobic involves elevating your heart rate somewhere between 80 to 90%. So again, with my max heart rate being around 190, um, to be in more of that anaerobic working state, it's going to be somewhere between 150 to 170 beats per minute. Can you have anything yeah. to add? I would just say like a lot of explosive sports are anaerobic. Um, They're kind of a mixture sometimes of both. Like I'm just thinking football in my head. You're going as Mm -hmm. hard as you can for a short duration of time. And then you literally rest, you know, 90 seconds in between plays. That's more anaerobic. Like something like soccer is more aerobic based, but there are bursts of speed. So it's kind of a combination. But yeah, I would say, you know, Something that gets your heart rate jacked up pretty quick and you don't want to do it for a prolonged period of time because normally your lungs will either start to burn or your muscles that you're working are starting to get fatigued after a while. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're trying to do like, say, a five mile run or something and you're burned out at like two miles in, you're running too fast and you're in an anaerobic state. You need to slow down and get to an aerobic state. That's the common issue people have. So. Yeah. All right. Next question. Are there any other types of cardiovascular training besides aerobic and anaerobic? So really to my, um, to my knowledge, these are really the two main types of cardiovascular training. Now, that being said, I want, um, you know, listeners to understand there are other types of training and exercise that, but I just wouldn't put them necessarily into any of these two categories. So still important when we're talking about just different types of exercise that um, some of these other kinds I'm about to just touch on fall into a good, well-rounded exercise routine, but I wouldn't necessarily call them aerobic or anaerobic per se. So things such as like yoga, although there are certain styles of yoga that I I would probably say could go into that aerobic category, but most types of yoga practices and stretching and meditation are not going to fall into either of those categories, Pilates, things of that nature. Again, super important uh, coming from a more well-balanced standpoint, but we're focusing on cardiovascular training. I wanted to touch on that early just so people understand, yes, there are other forms of exercise, but they aren't going to fall into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Your heart rate has to get to a certain uh, 
beats per minute to yeah. be considered in these categories. And it, it varies upon everyone. That's why knowing those ranges is good because, you know, you and I walking is not going to be much of anything, but you know, someone that's bariatric barely 100%. walks right now, it could be aerobic exercise there. Yeah. There it's dependent on your level of heart. Just like if I do a yoga class that I'm not going to count that as an aerobic you know, workout, but for somebody who's really deconditioned and they start with walking and yoga, that probably would, you know, so it's very, uh, it's hard to, yeah, define, but. Yeah. And we're keeping this basic. There are nuances within each realm of other ways to calculate things like Maffetone method, for example, is an aerobic style of cardio, but that's for a different day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll keep it a little more 101. All right. So what are the benefits of aerobic cardio? So aerobic specifically, this is going to be the big one to help improve your cardiovascular health and um, helps to strengthen your heart, strengthen your lungs, things such as helping to lower your blood pressure. If that's an issue, just reducing your overall risk of heart disease. So when you want to think heart health, think aerobic cardiovascular training. It also does because you can sustain it for a long time. It's a good way to um, help burn extra calories if weight loss is more of your goal. And then can help to improve your overall just body composition. I think of aerobic cardiovascular exercise too as helping to just make your daily activities just a little bit easier, right? When you're in better cardiovascular shape, everything else in your life becomes a little bit easier. A couple other benefits, you'll immediately get a boost in your mood, like think runner's high, that's a real thing. So it helps to reduce like stress, anxiety, and just improve your overall mood. Also has some known benefits of improving immune function, improving sleep quality, energy levels. I mean, there's probably some things I'm missing, but if that doesn't give you enough uh, motivation right there to start moving, um, I don't know what will, but yeah, I don't know if you can think of anything. I would say aerobic cardio is if you like me are stuck at a desk half the day, sometimes going for some type of aerobic endurance just really wakes you up and rejuvenates you. And yeah, I do typically sleep better that night. I would say doing aerobic cardio, like just the form you can do it like every day and you're going to be fine. You're going to get adapted <laughs> to it. Yeah. Anaerobic cardio, you're going to start to get worn down and beat up if you're doing it every day. It's yes. more intense. It's more engaging in your muscles as well. So aerobic cardio is more enjoyable. Uh, also, a lot of people, there's studies looking at it helps a lot with um, depression and anxiety as well because it gets a lot of the like you talked about the runner's high, the dopamine release in the brain and the good feel hormones in your body. So it has been shown to help with that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I kind of think of aerobic cardio as like something everybody can benefit for, whether it be somebody who's never exercised a day in your life or somebody who's a huge exerciser, right? Um, everybody can benefit from this type of uh, cardiovascular training. Now, anaerobic, which we'll touch more on here in a little bit, um, may not be the best for everybody right away. Yeah, I I don't assume geriatrics are many of them aren't doing anaerobic Probably cardio. <laughs> a lot of them no. do aerobic, but not well, anaerobic. Yes, yes. Not saying you can't, but <laughs> most of them aren't. So right. we're gonna get. Oh no, next question. I'm lost. I'm looking at the wrong one. All right, I'm, I'm back on track. So how often should someone perform aerobic cardio to see results? I kind of talked about that, but yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, you definitely you touched on it, meaning like you could do it every day. Um, general recommendations from like a heart health stand 
standpoint, how do we get the most benefit? How do we start to see some results? Um, I, I would recommend anywhere between three to five times a week for it, a minimum of 20 is bare minimum. I like to save 30 minutes per session. So that might mean for somebody who's listening and doing absolutely nothing right now, that means you're going to get out on a walk most days of the week, a 30 minute walk right? It can be literally as simple as that. For you, Mike, that's probably not going to be enough, but it depends upon the person. But I would say general rule of thumb, three days is kind of that bare minimum if you're starting from ground zero. And if you're already a pretty healthy fit person, you might benefit from, you know, more six to seven days a week doing something to get that heart rate up for uh, 20 to 30 minutes. But yeah, frequency and duration really just depend on someone's current fitness fitness levels. Also, it depends upon your goals. If you're training for something, I might change my recommendations, but so it's just, it's, it's dependent on the person. And so I would, I would say if you're new and you're listening to this and those 30 minute sessions just sound insanely intimidating, even getting out for a 10 minute walk is better than continuing to sit on your butt. So yeah. Yeah. You can do three 10 minute walks versus 30. I mean, you could start slow if you're more sedentary and you're, as you get adapted, your body becomes more efficient at it. So you'll either become quicker paced at what you do, keeping your heart rate in the same general area because your heart is getting stronger as well. So that's kind of a sign it's improving. So people like to argue that you know, cardio is a waste of time because you become efficient at it and you burn less calories. But um, there's like so many other benefits besides calorie burning to it. People 100%. neglect and those yes. uh, really clickbaity sales pitch ads. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, yeah. I mean, going back to like, what, I don't know if it was a question before or whatever it was, two questions ago, but talking about all the other benefits, you know, things like just mood, anxiety, stress, immune health, um, all of that are things that you're not going to, you know, physically see on the outside, but internally how important it is for you in those regards. Right. So now we're going to talk about anaerobic cardio. So what are the benefits of anaerobic cardio? So remember anaerobic is that, you know, short burst, really high intensity. So one benefit is it's super quick and efficient. So for somebody, you know, working in more of the fitness industry, somebody telling me that they're short on time, they don't have any time to work out. I'm like, I just can't buy that because you can get something done in a really short amount of time. So that's one of the benefits is that if you don't have a lot of time in your day, or if you want to use that as an excuse, if you want to look at that, it requires the body to work harder, expend more energy, and you can get a heck of a lot more done in a short period of time. You're also going to get cardiovascular benefits from it, just like you do with aerobic training. But one thing that you're going to get with anaerobic training that you're not necessarily going to get so much with aerobic is it helps to increase muscular strength specifically. So for those individuals looking to help improve muscle mass, also, I would argue that you're probably going to get better results if you're looking for a real big change in your body composition. So either like decrease in body fat percentage, you want a quicker way to lose some weight. I would say working out in that anaerobic category is going to get you your results quicker. Somebody might argue with me there, but, and then also helps to boost your metabolism, which is ultimately going to help with improving body composition, improving insulin sensitivity, and then just overall reducing your risk of chronic diseases. So obesity, diabetes, heart disease, things of that nature. 
Yeah, you can, for listeners that aren't aware, like you can look at different style of runners. So look at the physique of a marathoner versus the physique of a sprinter. A sprinter is very muscle bound. They do do a lot of weightlifting um, in comparison to endurance athletes. They do resistance training, but it's a totally different style. But that short burst of energy gets a lot more muscle engagement, which typically leads to more muscle mass. And you, yeah, you can get... You know, I can go jog for, you know, an hour or more and I'm okay. I do hit training for like 15, 20 minutes and I'm gassed. Like I'm just yeah. done. Yeah. It's And you don't want to do anything else. You're like, nope, I just need to lay down for a while. Right, right. Yep. So how often should someone perform anaerobic cardio to see results? <clears throat> yeah, so... You know, my last, well, last question with aerobic cardio, you know, you could do it every day. Anaerobic, I would not recommend doing this every single day. You know, if you're doing something like big, heavy weightlifting circuits or sprints or just any kind of high intensity interval training, I would say like three days a week is plenty, like an every other day situation. Now, that being said, it kind of depends upon what you are doing, you know, so it's, it's so, it's so hard to like give general blanket recommendations on how many days per week, but I, I do want to make it known that your body is going to require more recovery time between sessions of anaerobic versus aerobic cardio. So it's, you know, it's again, not to keep repeating myself here, but it, it is going to depend upon your fitness goals and your current fitness level. But if you're brand new to any style of high intensity interval training and it falls into this anaerobic category, you're probably going to want to just start with like two to three times per week. Yeah, I would say, so it's going to be very dependent upon if you're, I'm just using football as an example, because that's what I played in high school. So mm-hmm you had to do a lot of anaerobic because you had to perform in practice and you also had to weight lift. That's both anaerobic cardio. I was right. very beat up and sore and tired all the time. Now yes, that right. I'm in my mid thirties and I don't participate in sports per se, yeah. I prefer to do like weightlifting three days a week. And when I weightlift, my heart rate gets up there. So I'm in a anaerobic state For sure. when I'm doing cardio on days I'm not lifting. I don't do sprints. It's too much. I get too tired. I did that in my twenties and I was like just wiped out by the weekend. Yeah. So yeah. now I would rather like, I'm just going to go on a leisurely bike ride, you know, jog slow, go on elliptical, whatever, something easy for you to do. Cause I feel like I recover and then I'm ready for the next lifting day because I'm doing anaerobic, aerobic, anaerobic, aerobic. I'm yes. alternating so I can do that. I can't do anaerobic every day. I get burnt out and you're probably yeah. going to, more prone to become injured because you're constantly 100%. running at a hundred percent. Yeah. So. And I can kind of touch on that. Um, so I manage a gym full time and our workout style that we do, I would say it tends to fall more in the anaerobic category. Our, our workouts are about 30 minutes long. Not that you're like nonstop moving the whole time. Cause there's bursts and then there's rest, there's bursts and then there's rest. I always tell new people that are starting 
three days a week. Like, let's get here three days a week. Outside of this, like, just get yourself moving. Be active. Go on hikes. Go on walks. Go for bike rides. Do things that you enjoy. But I have seen way too many cases of people coming in all gung-ho, 10 out of 10, and they come six days a week. They're three weeks into it, and then they have some sort of nagging something or another. I just think when you don't give your body that appropriate rest time when you're working at that high of intensity, it's, yeah, you're going to break down. You're not getting proper recovery. Injury rates are going to be higher. Yeah. I mean, another example is people that are in the extreme of bodybuilding. They're never recovering. Most of them get injured. Right. Not all, but a good percentage of them do. So you're constantly pushing at a high heart rate and never recovering. So, right. All right. Is one type of cardio better for overall health and wellness? I would argue not necessarily. I personally think both of what we're talking about, aerobic and anaerobic, I really think unless you've got extreme circumstance, but a normal healthy individual who's been cleared for exercise, all that good stuff can really benefit from including both types of these into your um, exercise programming. Just like you said that you do yourself, you have days where you're doing aerobic exercise longer, you know, hour long, go for a little jog or however it is that you do it. And then another day where you're doing heavy, heavy weightlifting, getting your heart rate up. Um, I think both of these provide benefits in, in different ways. So, and plus it's just, to reduce boredom, you know, anything you can do to keep yourself moving. I'm a big proponent of that. Like there's not one best way being able to include both of these styles into your general workout routine for the week. I think you can just, you know, prevent getting bored because I don't know if I had to go out for an hour run every day and that's how I had to stay in shape. I don't know if I'd really want to be in shape. You know, I need, I need more variety in that in my workout. So I just think that it's, I wouldn't put one above the other necessarily. Yeah. And when you look at studies talking about them, there's not saying one is superior to the other. They're both beneficial in their own ways. It's just what you like to do. Yeah. I'm just, I would say I, the only thing I would, notice is like if you're you know 60 plus you're probably not going to be doing a ton of anaerobic cardio unless you're ready and like still in really good shape Um, most people don't want to train that intense as you age so right right not not to say that i haven't seen people that have but i'm just yeah there's probably let's be honest mike there's probably some 60 plus year olds in better shape than us it's just oh yeah there are there's uh (laughs) Uh, there, yeah, there's some yeah. really good, in shape older people. All right. So do either form of cardiovascular exercise help to build muscular strength? Well, we kind of hit on this, but we can yeah, elaborate more. We, did. we can, yeah, I guess just to kind of go back to that if people missed it, but um, aerobic cardiovascular exercises. So again, you're running, you're cycling, you're swimming, you're biking. Those are primarily meant for just building like heart health, cardiovascular fitness, all those other things, um, you're generally not going to build a significant amount of muscle mass with these types of exercise. They can kind of help to, from what I found, maintain to a degree, to a degree, but they're not going to, you're not going to build up muscular mass by going out for a long, slow distance run. Anaerobic exercise though, is going to be a form of exercise that's going to help to simulate muscle growth, um, increase muscle mass, particularly when you're doing, you know, heavy weightlifting, 
if you're doing heavy weightlifting, that's absolutely going to shoot your heart rate up into that anaerobic category. Actually, you can build some muscle mass with sprinting more so than like your long, slow distance running. And that's going to fall into that category of anaerobic exercise as well. Kind of like your football example, any kind of like high intensity interval training type circuit style classes or videos that you might do online. A lot of those are going to include some, you know, explosive movements like jump squats or something of that nature, just as an example, where you are going to get a muscle building component to that. So between the two of those that we're talking about today, anaerobic exercise is going to have a better impact on improving muscle mass if that's your goal. Yeah. A lot of people in aerobic cardio, you can typically lose weight easier and you might put on a little bit of muscle initially if you have been sedentary. Because there is, you know, if you're running, say, there's a minimal amount of resistance when you're, you know, jogging. Right. Uh, Sprinting, there's much more resistance because you're pushing faster. So you're going to build more. You have more muscle contraction. You're going to develop more muscle over time as it repairs itself. Right. So from that standpoint, yeah, it's not muscle building. Um, You don't necessarily, the old fear was you'll lose a lot of muscle if you do endurance training. And in the last like five, 10 years, I've noticed a lot of people that are in really good shape have done, you know, gotten into endurance stuff and they still lift weights and they're not really losing their muscle mass. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, just right. Getting in, right. they're just getting better endurance shape. They're not turning. Like if you still lift weights and train hard and eat a certain way, you're and you do cardio like aerobic cardio you're not just going to all of a sudden look like a marathon runner and turn into no. a twig like you're doing two types of exercises which goes back to why it's like there's not one that's superior to another like yeah. that's why it's so important to include um both. both types of exercise i mean if you're doing all this and not fueling your body properly i mean not to like get into nutrition, I'm not going to like take a side tangent there, but if you're not fueling properly, like your body has to get the energy from somewhere and pretty soon it's going to get it from your muscles stored there. If you're not, well, it'll take it from your fat first, but when you, then when you lose that, it's going to get it from somewhere. So it is important, like that you're fueling properly. If, if muscle mass, uh, an increase in muscle mass is your ultimate goal. Yeah. Anaerobic exercise is very glycolytic, uh, meaning it burns stored glucose and carbohydrates for its fuel um, versus aerobic can be more fat burning depending on the range you run in. So that's why you could typically do it longer is because you use your fat storage for energy glycogen. You only have, you know, a fuel tank of 2000 calories. So you burn through it in a while. Right. All right. So last question is what does your weekly exercise routine look like? Yeah. So I thought, well, you kind of, kind of touched on yours and you can expand, but I think sometimes for viewers, it's helpful to get more of a practical example versus just arbitrarily talking about, I'm going to, I want to hit more on like, okay, what would maybe like a well-rounded routine look like? Now I want to preface this with, I've been exercising for like regular, I mean, I guess I, I ran in high school, but I would, I wouldn't call myself well-rounded. I just ran. So that was not great. But so in college, which was, I don't know. <laughs> it was over 10 years ago, whatever. Yeah. Wow. That, that hits hard well, 10 plus years ago. <laughs> so that's how long I've been exercising, like weightlifting, uh, everything included. So just know that I'm not, you know, 
beginner level. So this would be an example for somebody who's maybe a little bit more conditioned, but so I'm typically going to do like my Monday through Friday, I'm going to hit a little bit harder and my weekends, I kind of just do things that I enjoy for the most part. But as a general rule of thumb, I always do some type of like Monday, I do like a kind of a full body, like high intensity interval training style of workout. Now I always I always do some form of weight training. So when I say high intensity interval training workout, that includes like weight training in there with body weight movements, usually like some type of 30 minute. And I always like, even on days that I do something like that, I always get out for some kind of walk just to get moving. Now I'm not using this to like get my heart rate to a certain range, but I might just go take my dog for a walk for an hour on a day that I do that high intensity stuff. Then the next day I might follow it up with more of a strength style workout. So I have greater recovery between my sets, still usually about 30, 45 minutes max, but I, you know, will then maybe just target either my legs or my upper body. And that's then that next day is going to be a day where I do more of my steady state, like 20, 30 minute, like get into that aerobic capacity. Usually then the following day, I tend to do more of like a yoga and a hike or something like that to keep more mobility, get my heart rate up again. Then I'm going to get more of that hit style workout again on a Thursday. So I've got two hit style workouts so far. And then Friday, either do strength or hit again. And then Saturday, Sunday, I, I, I move every day. I never have a day where I'm like, totally resting. I don't know what that even means. I mean, I even count like going out for a long walk as movement, right? But my weekends are reserved for like, maybe I'll go to the gym if I feel like it, if I didn't have a real hard week, but it's more like I'm going to go out and do things that I enjoy. Depends on the season too, whether it's winter or summer, but so right in there, I'm getting at least probably three, some four days of some type of anaerobic specific training myself. And I been doing that for a while. I'll have some weeks where I just decrease my load a bit to give my body a break, but I go pretty injury free and I feel pretty well rested each day when I wake up, like I'm not burnt out. So that's my, that's my kind of go-to. You do all that. And you have a kid. Yeah. It's always time. So I don't, time. I, I don't have children, so I have time to do stuff. I, I understand if you're very busy, it's, you know, people probably aren't going to work out as much as you and I do, but it's still right. beneficial to try to do both in your routine. If you're looking to build up, you know, aerobic or anaerobic, they're both beneficial. Right. So, yeah. Do you have any? It, it, it totally depends upon like your lifestyle. If you're working your work schedule, like you got to find something that fits with you. That's why I think it can be super valuable to work with some type of health coach, personal trainer, something in that field, at least to get you started and off the ground to form like good habits and a routine because everybody's going to be super different. So it's hard for us to give blanket statements that this works for everybody. That's not the case. It totally depends on your lifestyle. That just works with me. But I also like moving and exercise like and my priority list is pretty darn high up there so i find a way to get it done well yeah and your job revolves around it so yeah yeah i work at <laughs> a gym so my excuses are very limited <laughs> you kind of yeah most people that work at gyms typically have to stay in shape so uh, yeah yeah all right any last remarks on aerobic and anaerobic i think i kind of you know touched on everything i think biggest like takeaway for people today is that if you don't have any pre-existing health conditions, you're a healthy individual. I think a 
perfect recommendation would be including both aerobic and anaerobic exercise in your um, weekly routine. And if you're that listener who's listening to this and you've not done anything, um, kind of sitting at home right now, just knowing that your definition of aerobic exercise or cardiovascular training might just be getting out and going on a walk and that's okay. So yeah, we all start somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike.